Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The boss fights are as much a part of video games as death and taxes are a part of our human existence. Now, boss battles can be brilliant in the right hands, of course, though we've all played video games where they've just felt arbitrary and shoehorned in at best, if not outright detrimental to the overall experience. And that's what we're here to talk about today. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 video games that were ruined by terrible bosses. Number 10, Sonic Superstars. Oh, the wounds are surely still fresh for anyone out there who actually made it to the end of the recently released Sonic Superstars without tearing all of their damn hair out. Though the game's earlier bosses are easy enough to dispense with, before long it hurls you into a series of maddeningly unfair encounters which, while not mechanically difficult as such, are designed for maximum player frustration. Indeed, it doesn't take long to figure out what you need to do to defeat most of the bosses in this game, but the sheer length of these fights, often totaling around 5 minutes, where the lack of checkpointing forces you to start all over a bloody gen when you die is punishing in all the wrong ways. As fun as Sonic Superstars is, 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 is overall platforming gameplay is, the mind-numbing tedium of these bosses, especially accepting how many of them there are and how much time you'll be wasting sitting through their lengthy immune faces, ultimately makes this a dispiriting chore to play. In fact, the later bosses are just bullshit enough that trophy data reveals that only a small fraction of players have actually reached the end of this game. Number 9. Halo 5 Guardians the Halo franchise has admittedly never been great with bosses, but the fifth game well and truly took this to extremes both punishing and lazy. The bulk of the campaign is pretty basic meat and potatoes fare for the series, but it's still plenty enjoyable. That is, until you encounter the game's antagonist, the Warden Eternal, who rocks up for six separate encounters before the game's six-hour story mode is over. Now, the earlier battles are trivially simple yet tedious exercises, but the later battles hurl two and even three three wardens at you at once, who at this point in the game are merely tiresome, awkward to defeat bullet sponges. Even on easier difficulties, fighting the warden again and again and again is dull, and if you're brave enough to attempt a legendary run, prepare to have your sanity eroded to the nub. Well, unless you use the famous boss skip glitch, of course. Though the Warden Eternal's copy-paste boss fights can't undermine Halo 5's robust multiplayer suite, they do make the overall package a considerably less enjoyable one, especially if you actually gave a damn about the story in this franchise. Number 8. Batman Arkham Knight the Batman Arkham franchise has a ton of thrillingly unforgettable boss fights, but it's also fair to say that the final to-date entry into the series, Arkham Knight, came up massively short in this department. Arkham Knight largely ditches the creative, direct encounters with Batman's most iconic foes for a host of tedious, gimmicky ones centered around the bloody Batmobile. From the utterly infuriating cloudburst tank fight to the wildly disappointing rematch against Deathstroke, which, shocker, is in a tank battle this time, there's an overall feeling of 
perfunctory listlessness to the few honest-to-god good boss fights in this game. The other showdowns with classic Batman nemesis barely feel like they can be called boss fights as well, given that they're often solved with a few mere button presses. I'm looking at you, man bat. Given that the prior games in the series were so firmly noted for their memorable bosses, for Arkham Knight to toss them aside and make them feel like box-ticking exercises was a huge disappointment. Number 7. Axiom Verge a possibly sacrilegious entry now, as classic Metroidvania Axiom Verge definitely has a lot of supporters, and that even extends to its maddeningly difficult boss fights. Now, as mechanically fluid and gorgeous to behold as this game is, those bosses, well, they drain quite a lot of fun out of the experience, because they are wonderful, unnervingly grotesque to look at, but they're also horrendously punishing bullet sponges which take absolutely ages to put down. Outside of the more involved final boss, they're all straightforward to a fault, which only makes their increasing masochistic level of difficulty that much more grating to persevere through. Much like Sonic Superstars, they're an off-putting combination of cheap and distented. Yet, in a classic case of creative overcorrection, for the sequel, creator Thomas Happ decided to make boss fights entirely optional, with no punishment for skipping them, which was an attempt to allow more players to, you know, actually reach the end of their bloody game. Number 6. Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain the Metal Gear Solid franchise is perhaps best known for its consistently creative and frequently influential boss fights, with each of the first four games in the series offering up their fair share of unforgettable, even legendary boss encounters. But there is no getting around this, for as brilliantly engineered as Metal Gear Solid 5 is from a pure gameplay perspective, its boss battles are crushingly lackluster and severely hamper the overall experience. From the irritating reoccurring fights with the skulls to the underwhelming clashes with Eli and the Man on Fire, and the over a familiar final battle with Metal Gear almost every single boss is a damp squib. Only the sniper battle with Quiet feels even close to a classic Hideo Kojima boss fight, and even then, it is still a far cry from the series' finest. It's no secret that MGS5 was forcibly taken out of the oven by Konami before Kojima was done cooking, which might well explain why these utterly pedestrian, shockingly personality-devoid fights feel like such thin sketches. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates 
fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Number five, Yakuza 3. Now, it's fair to say that the unrelenting array of boss fights in even the better Yakuza games can end up feeling quite exhausting, but no game in the series tests the player's patience more than Yakuza 3. Despite offering up one of the franchise's shortest core campaigns, Yakuza 3's boss fights are goddamn hellish, largely due to their penchant for blocking your attacks at every opportunity. Now, this game isn't an unjustly difficult title by any means, but the blockathon bosses ensure that encounters can end up lasting upwards of 10 10 minutes as you slowly chip away at their many massive health bars, especially if you haven't yet acquired the Tiger Drop skill. As such, the boss fights quickly become busy work roadblocks which grind the game's pacing to a dead halt, enough that it can be genuinely tough to persuade yourself to keep pressing forward to the end. Honestly, they're annoying enough that nobody could blame you for just skipping this entry entirely. Number 4. Ori and the Will of the Wisps Ori and the Blind Forest didn't have boss fights per se, but rather brief escape sequences where players were tasked with fleeing from an incoming calamity, like a torrent of water, where every single mistake resulted in restarting from the beginning. But for the sequel, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, developer Moon Studios scaled up their ambition by including actual honest-to-god boss fights, which while certainly not universally despised, did nevertheless piss many of the series' fans off. Now, to be blunt, Will of the Wisps' many boss fights are intensely unforgiving, repetitive, colossal, colossal difficulty spikes, or, if you want to be generous, uh, they are unforgiving skill checks. The various boss battles typically see the player battling a creature orders of magnitude larger than themselves, where split-second dodging and patient attacking are required, where putting even a single foot wrong can force you to start the entire fight again from the very beginning, as checkpoints are few and far between. From the opening tutorial boss encounter all the way to the final one, they're dread-inducing every time they show up, and not in a fun or compelling way, they're just a chore of a hurdle to be vaulted over. Number 3. Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor is a game that gets so much right with its combat, world-building, and innovative nemesis system, but the bosses, ooh, absolute trash. It's sadly all downhill from the utterly forgettable curtailed opening boss fight with the Hammer of Sauron, which is followed up by the tediously cinematic Grog battle, a dull stealth excursion against the Tower of Sauron, and finally the worst bit of the lot, the Black Hand of Sauron himself. The last boss fight is an especially shambolic letdown because it barely even qualifies as a boss fight, it's a glorified cutscene with a few QTEs thrown in to make it feel like you're actually part of something. And featuring this classic villain in such a lousy, low-effort capacity proved hugely deflating, and because final impressions count for a lot, it in turn obliterated many players' fonder earlier memories of this game. It's painfully clear from the game's lackluster array of bosses that Shadow of Mordor was rushed out of the door by Warner Brothers well, well, well before it was done. Number 2. Death Stranding 
There's a very strong argument to be made that Death Stranding would have been a better game without any combat whatsoever, and in the very least, Hideo Kojima would have done well to scrap the game's thoroughly naff, arbitrary boss encounters. The array of elite BTs that you'll fight throughout are more annoying than they are fun, given that they're not particularly challenging but also tend to take a lot of damage to put down, especially the final whale bullet sponge boss. Elsewhere, the nightmarish encounters with Clifford Unger are atmospheric to a point but mechanically simplistic, and even the game's most creative boss fight against Higgs feels like a pale imitation of Kojima's more inspired bosses in the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Death Stranding's refined traversal gameplay makes for such a unique experience that it's a damn shame that it needed to be interrupted by any boss fights whatsoever, which all end up feeling like a contractual obligation to Sony rather than something that Kojima actually wanted to do. And number 1. Quantum Break Though Quantum Break has only a few quasi-boss encounters, the majority of which are relatively trivial, its traditional climactic boss battle against Paul Serene is such a soul-destroying experience as to permanently impact the entire game. Even if you can forgive how thunderously generic the final clash with him is, it is also, for want of a better phrase, absolute bullshit. You're forced to take down a giant wave of monarch foes whilst dodging his explosive balls of energy, then flee from a huge red wave that will insta-kill you upon impact and occasionally remembering to inflict some actual damage on the guy. Rinsing and repeating this until he finally goes down ensures this otherwise ambitious effort from Remedy climaxes with a stamina-draining slog of a final fight. And beyond the lack of checkpoints, Remedy also made the boneheaded decision to place the pre-boss checkpoint before the cutscene leading into the fight, ensuring that even more of your time is wasted each and every time he kills you. And he will. A lot. This is one of those boss fights so unremittingly awful that honestly you're just better off watching the end of the game on YouTube instead and saving yourself the mental anguish. And there we go my friends, those were 10 video games ruined by terrible bosses. I hope that you enjoyed that and please let me know what you thought about it down in the comments section below. If you want to chat to me further you can do so by going over to the Future Games Show or FGS YouTube channel where I'm doing all of my gaming content going forward. Hope to see you over there. But before I go I just want to say one thing, hope you're treating yourself well because you are an absolute ledge my friend and you deserve all of the best things in life, okay? Now get out there and smash it today, I believe in you. As always I've been Jules, you have been awesome, never forget that, must be too soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.